This is the NVG Podcast. I'm your host, Will. And with me is my co-host, David. David, say hi. Hi. Yeah, we out here. Um, I guess we're getting the Twitter things done ahead of time. You can find me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you practicing practicing your Barrett voice? I <laughs> ooh, that's that's uh, very time sensitive. <laughs> um, you can find me at F Y N R I R B A N E Finn Rebane. And you can find me at N V G Dave. MVG Babe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You think you can manage to do the whole podcast like this? That's a possibility. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we we do an anthology today. That would be really impressive. Yeah, that would hurt my throat. I'm definitely done now. (laughs) Totally done. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, this this week we're going to be talking about uh anthologies and the reason why we pulled this is because final fantasy 2 is when the final fantasy series technically technically became an anthology um and so we have a few definitions here for anthologies uh anthologies (laughs) anthologies so basically they bear the same title but are not the same thing they might draw from some of the same themes. That is like the m- most broad definition ever, and I love it. Well, I'll do... <laughs> well, I got more, because I, I wrote down three for some reason. And then uh, from Wikipedia, it says, In genre fiction, anthology is used to categorize c- collections of shorter works, such as short stories and short novels by different authors, each featuring unrelated casts of characters and settings, and usually collected into single volume for publication. <sighs> Oh, oh, we're done. My gosh. <laughs> I like your definition. Long. I think we were good. Oh, but I got more. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. Are there are they more concise or are they still long? <sighs> this one's... Well, I actually wrote down that this was our definition of anthology. I don't know why I wrote this three times. Okay. I really want to make sure that people knew what an anthology was. I, so. think, they, I think they should know. Uh, say our definition again. Or your definition. The first one, uh, bear the same title, but not are not the same thing. Yeah, I think that's about it. This one's better though. Okay, so are you ready? L- let's hear this one. <laughs> a set of stories with interconnected themes and references in different worlds that have all that have all new characters and settings. Okay, that was cool. A little bit more concise. Yeah, I like. I that still better. like the general like layman's terms. First one, just like same title, new thing. That way, that way we can talk about whatever we want to talk about pretty much <laughs> um man so final fantasy uh i think it's actually commonly confused like people people who get into it at a weird time they're like oh this is the seventh one do i have to play the first six mm. to figure out what's happening in this one and you know of course the default answer the only answer really is no you don't have to play any of them but you can appreciate more where they've come from by playing them um but they have no similar stories the only thing that they have ever had fully in common, every single one of them, there has been crystals of some sort that are the center of the story. Somewhere. Where were they in two? Ooh. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm going to get there. I'm sure there is. I just can't think of it. <laughs> There's a crystal rod. Yeah, there you go. Boom. 
Key pop one. Yeah, we're gonna go with that one. Um, <laughs> see one, the crystal, all the crystals, obviously. And we won't talk about three yet. So yeah, yeah. I mean, this one's not even about Final Fantasy anyway. Um, well, Final Fantasy is an, an anthology, so therefore it is about Final Fantasy. Oh, yes, sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> You don't know where to go from here. No, I do. Okay. Um, so just in general, what are some of the, what are, what do you think some are, are some of the advantages of the story structure of an anthology? Uh, new ideas, no fatigue on like the same theme or whatever. Um, or no, sorry, not the same theme. No fatigue on the same. Like the same characters most of the time, really, when it comes down to it, because there's there's a point sometimes where you'll play, um, you'll play a series of games, or you'll pl- or you'll watch a TV show, or you'll see a series of movies, and eventually some the characters themselves, and they're not growing enough, or growing fast enough, mm-hmm. or whatever, and not changing enough. You do get fatigued with those characters, and you're like, I just want to see something new happen, and then that's when you move to a new series, and you're like, oh, cool, new things, new developments, new beginning to end kind of thing. Um, and I think one of the advantages of an anthology kind of uh, story structure is that you can have a story, you can start it, you can get you get to the middle, and you can end it, and then you can move on to a new one, right. and that way it's always fresh ideas. So I actually wrote down here that you never run into an issue like you ran into with Kingdom Hearts. Yes, but I don't think Kingdom Hearts would have made a good anth- anthology series. Though. It could have. Well, okay, I... Con- considering that every time every Kingdom Hearts dealt in multiple worlds, and it would all there would have to be some kind of uh, overlap, just in in general. I mean, there. there but, you, but you know what I mean, though, right? Like now the story is so overly convoluted. Right, right. No, it 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 does not. Uh, it's something. To, There's closure. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts could have benefited from more closure in their games mm. in general, but also it would not have benefited from being an anthology. Because, again, the, as convoluted as the actual mechanics of that story are, it that, it would not benefit at all from having multiple stories in that same universe. It might have been, yeah. Yeah, it, it, well, it definitely works better. I I mean, I get that part, but... Just like Final Fantasy, you know, like you get a fresh slate and you don't have to worry about all this stuff before and try to make it connect. But there are series that do a good job. Um, actually, I you know, I put the MCU here mm-hmm. um, doing a pretty good job, but I guess realistically... As a continuous series? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, there was a Spider-Man debacle about how the dates didn't line up or whatnot. And... Um, Screw that. Yeah, I mean, well, and then there's definitely inconsistencies because you have different authors, you know, with different ideas, right. and there's definitely inconsistencies. Um, then you run into the the DC Entertainment Universe, and they just don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, but I think actually they figured out what they're going to do, and I think that they are doing kind of close to something closer to like anthologies type yeah. things. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's because it seems like. 
uh, it was it was a conversation my dad and I had about the the DC movies and that how we both enjoy all of their animated things and it's because their animated things never are quite related they mm-hmm. just exist within the same universe. yeah they're just stories right and they just tell character stories and it's really fun um, and they work in that they come out sporadically and they're just there and they exist and they they're they're happy like it's nice they're nice like clean like segments of the DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, expanded universe and now that seems like their movies especially and it seems like what the joker is kicking off right now is like you know what we're gonna go back to what we've always been good at and that is telling character stories yep um one of the reasons why a lot of people like batman is because he has a good character story you know what i mean they like the flash because he has a good character story you know it's not never been about oh we like the super connected universe. Mind you, they have big storylines that have the connected universe, but it's still about all these characters that you've already gotten to know, and now they're being put into a connected universe. It's something, actually, DC probably should have known going into it that they needed to establish way more characters that we wanted to see before they decided to just put them all in one. Yeah, that was definitely a big mistake. You know, I was thinking about this too, you know, like Logan in a way kind of, I mean, it's not an anthology movie, but it, it kind of works like one where yeah. you, we know who these characters are, but it's so offset from everything else that was going on in these other movies. It was definitely, actually, Logan probably might have been one of the first hints at a a real comic book, you, comic book universe, <laughs> uh, comic book universe of, of movies because... Old Man Logan, which is what the movie was based on, right. is technically at one time was considered like an off sh- or like a one shot, like a, yeah. it was kind of offshoot of whatever. Well, what if? Right, but then it turned into canon. So it kind of really felt like, oh, we're really doing a thing here. Like these movies are so good and these stories are so good that we can actually put something out here where we kill off a a, a not not minor character mm-hmm. but a pretty huge character and we give him a whole movie to himself and then we introduce other characters that do we need to pay him off who knows (laughs) do we need to expand upon him who knows but guess what is disney buying fox who knows who knows and then like but but we what we do know is that with the comic books you can do that you can constantly introduce characters you can constantly uh reiterate reiterate on old characters and like say for instance you have a clone that was established 20 years ago right in the comic books and maybe they haven't done many stories about that that clone in a long time but then they create another clone they conveniently give that person the same name or a similar name or whatever and pretty much that new person is taking on the persona of the old person they never got rid of the old person but guess what now you have this new character and you're like oh that reminds me of so-and-so you're like okay whatever and then the next comic book suddenly this new character is interacting with the old version of the character and here we go like it's a comic book thing and i love it you know that's happening right now right with (laughs) x-men okay (laughs) the comics not the movies right yeah um I, i i think that like those kinds of things um I, I'd, so I wouldn't consider comic books anthologies, but that yeah, is... that's just like Mortal Kombat 11. Nice. Time travel. <laughs> oh, that was, la- that was last that was last time. Oh, sorry. Or over time travel. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh totally over time travel. <laughs> My bad. Um, <laughs> so what are the disadvantages? Well, I, I had a few more. Um, okay. You know, it... it uh, as a from a business perspective, you know, it, you keep the, the name recognition, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which as 
most know it's that's pretty big um but it also gives your audience a, a baseline of what they can expect mm -hmm. from a series um and you also don't have to worry about escalation issues nope because you, you reset everything yeah you don't have to worry it's not like weeds where you know like oh don't be talking about don't be talking about about my, about my weeds <laughs> it's a good show I but know. i mean I mean, well, plenty of shows do that. It where, had its shortcomings. I get it. Jeez. Yeah, we're like the first season. They're like, oh, you know, I only have a penny, and the next season I have a nickel, and the next season you have, I have a thousand dollars. Is that a bad example? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, do you want to start off dis disadvantages? No. If, do you have more advantages? No, that's that's good for now. Cool. Um, we can go back to it if we want. Um, and then I thought of some of the disadvantages and, and honestly, I had a harder time thinking of disadvantages and, uh, one of them was, uh, uh, investment in the characters. But then I kind of thought it kind of depends on the scope of the story. Um, and, and it's, it's a little bit hard to classify just because of the fact that you have games like Final Fantasy where this is a long story. It's a contained story, but it's a long story, yes. but you have plenty of time to, you know, love this character. But then if it's a anthology TV show or whatever, mm -hmm. I mean, you could only have half an hour. You could have an hour to get people to connect to this character. And then that, their story is over. So you're saying that's a disadvantage for certain types of media. Yeah, because... because with, with To be honest, that, just, that to me just sounds like a poor use of an anthology, not necessarily a disadvantage. So say, for instance, for Final Fantasy, they're using an anthology is so they can... They can build up these characters, give you... And do whatever it, they want with them. Right, and then mm -hmm. give you a resolution to those characters. Right. Um, also, I think that that media allows them to um, call back to everything else that exists within their anthological universe. Like, you know, like the Chocobos. Yeah, the, yeah, but so with a half an hour long or hour long TV show, right. and then you only see these characters one time, how much weight... Is there when something happens to them? That depends on how it's written. Like I said, it seems like those are things that can be disadvantages for maybe somebody who's not as adept at writing those kinds of things. But, you know, you got things like the... Well, uh, yeah, obviously we would do a really good job. Obviously. Obviously. Um, and I don't want to get into, like, all the examples just yet, but one of the first things that comes to mind for stories that can be established and then and then finished within 30 minutes to an hour and still have the weight that it should would be something like the Twilight Zone, where that is definitely an anthology series and every every episode has a character. Are those half an hour? I don't remember what yeah, the old I remember. ones were. It might be an the, hour long. The new ones are like 45 minutes, I think, okay. with commercials or whatever. Oh, with commercials? Oh, 45 minutes minus commercials. Okay, sorry. got it, got yeah. it. So it might be closer to an hour. It's 44 minutes. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> stuff um but yeah that those are i think examples of stories that tell the thing and they get done and they leave and but there's weight to it because of the there's, scenario there's weight to the story that's how yeah. i see it there's weight to the story so you think but it doesn't seem that there's weight to the the characters it depends it depends uh, yeah i mean it could be that you you empathize completely with that character because of the scenario surrounding them yeah, I mean... And that can make it more impactful to you. 
But again, that I mean, the Twilight Zone. The reason why I use that one is because they tend to tell these stories where they're trying to either teach a lesson or maybe even install it and 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 install. Uh, instill instill there you go they try to instill a certain virtue or something like yeah. that so they tend to they they tend to have more gravitas you know what i mean there's like there's more to them their 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 reach is a lot wider than their media uh venue well i sp- i mean i suppose there's tons of techniques we talked about it last season with um better call saul mm-hmm. and how as soon as uh his antagonist comes out He's, he compares him to Darth Vader, and you're like, oh, that's the bad guy. That's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And you can have those cues to help help us, our brains along, you know. Right. And it, but it also depends on what the repertoire is of that, that uh, or frame of reference that the viewer has. Right. You know, how much how much entertainment media have, have they watched, you know, because you can do these tropes or similar tropes, and they'll draw on their past experiences with, uh, media, right? But then, if someone doesn't have as much exposure, it might not have the same effect. Yeah. So what I would say is, they're not necessarily disadvantage of this story structure. A difficulty, but they do present difficulties. Yeah, mm. they do present challenges, obstacles to overcome. Um, but when they are. And when they're used properly, sometimes maybe a shorter version, like a short, a shorter burst of media in those kinds of, in those kinds of scenarios, actually what the story needs. Like mm-hmm. if it's too, if it goes on too long, maybe, maybe you lose the potency of the of the situation. You lose the oh yeah the tenseness of of that whole situation. And then again, I I'll refer back to Twilight Zone um, again. That I think those shorter scenarios kind of lend to what do you think like right after it's mm-hmm. done like because they don't if it goes on any longer then it has to start explaining more and at that point then it becomes less of a uh less of a, a thinking exercise and more of a, a a lesson teaching kind of thing right so yeah it's almost like okay situation presented <laughs> problem presented solution presented okay the but now the problem has a twist and how do you feel about that? How would you deal with a situation yeah. like this? And then it just makes you think about, say, uh, okay, so you do have this power. What would you do with that power? Mm. You know, because this person made the mistake of using this power this way, and it had this cost or whatever, right? And I, I just, and they might actually like come out and have some guy in the suit like saying, "What would you do?" You know, does that happen? Or, oh, they do. And the they new do one act too. They actually Jordan, do that. Jordan Peele yeah. walks out in the in the new one, and like every time it just ends, and he goes. And he learned that even though this and this and this, nothing is ever as it seems. I, wonder, I can't remember if the they Twilight did that. Zone. Yes, I think did. they did I've, do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is a uh, <laughs> which is it? It's almost like uh, you know we talked about last season. My pet peeves is when they're like we're talking about pizza. Like you, they show a pizza and then the character says it's a pizza. Yeah, but this one is like. It's, it's but just, it's, it's telling you what the wonder. Pu- it's punctuation. <laughs> it's not. It's not. No, I. I. Yeah. It is different. I. I. Yeah. It. This feel. It feels more acceptable than. Also, he is the narrator. You only right. know him as that. He's not actually telling a story from a right. perspective. He's one hundred percent neutral in the situation. He's just telling you the thing, and it's almost like he's hosting. Um, he's hosting a scenario that you would go over in your head. And then finishing it with you, like saying, okay, now that we've gone over this situation, how do we feel about it? 
and then he leaves and lets you yeah. and lets you handle that. Which I I yeah. Oh, man, I still haven't watched it yet. Yeah, the new one's good. Um, I've been meaning to rewatch some of the some of the old ones on Netflix. Um, this is not an advertisement Twilight Zone. I just really like it. Or yeah. maybe it is. And if you're listening, Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> we need a year's supply of Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about taking a break, sir? Uh, here, one, just one, one more thing. Okay. Um, so I put one of the disadvantages is uh, you have to create a new character and new world each time. Is that really and, a disadvantage yeah, as much as it's I, like, I, I guess oh, it's, darn, I got to do more work. It's just a di- <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's that. Uh, it's just another difficulty. Okay, so I will present to you then, unless you want to do this after the break. Um, what Can you think of any disadvantages of the story structure? And maybe you might need that after the break. I don't know. Um, I The only real disadvantage is literally just the extra work that comes with it. And I think that it more or less not in a disadvantage it presents a lot of challenges anthologies do especially if you're going to link them by name but still it might just be different work i mean i mean like when you have a continuous series you still have to, you, it's work to remember hey season one um this person said this oh i'm in season eight. Ooh, does that still match up right okay so here how about this the the disadvantage that they provide is that if they are linked to others within an anthology hmm. There's always the idea that because this was so good, this mm. all this new one has to be as good as the last one. Right. I think the advantage of the the prestige of of something prior that might be a disadvantage because people might be looking for something that they got in the last one, and because it's an anthology, it exists kind of in the same, oh like, my. in the same thing, but it won't. It'll never be quite the same because Dude, that's what they're not. They're not supposed to be. You set up a great segue for after the break. Thank you so much. Well, then let's take that break, man. All right, let's do it. Well, uh, we're back now. <laughs> Will really wanted me to do a voice. I didn't want him to do anything. He he was just looking at me like, oh, you get to do the voices, but I don't ever get to do it. And I was like, then do it. <laughs> wow. Then, sad panda. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> you're, the, you're the sad panda. Not me. I'm not sad. But I do voice all the time. You're also not a panda. You don't know that. <laughs> Did you know that pandas, I think, like, they poop, like, 100 times a day or something like that? That's freaking awesome. Yeah. I poop, like, 99 times a day. <laughs> I could be a panda. Pretty <laughs> close. It's interesting. <laughs> That's just, yeah. Now, I know what to get you for your birthday. Depends. <laughs> Thanks, man. Or not. So bef- <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> before the break. Um, Will was talking about uh, something. No, he's talking about he's talking about uh, meeting the expectations of the past episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, one of the next things I talked about, uh, want to talk about was well, the topic was what genre genres does uh, anthologies work best with, and vice versa. But uh, I put a few examples of anthologies for sci-fi and one of them was black mirror and i've watched a couple episodes Mm -hmm. and uh but what i've heard quite a bit is that the level of quality between episodes is very is very varied it's varied yeah it's varied 
But you are you're a fan of the show, correct? Yes. Okay. I can you speak love. To so I don't think it's that the the level of quality is different. There is different requirements for the different scenarios. Okay. Some scenarios require a high level of production, and then other scenarios don't require very much of any. It's just a it's a it's a human story, you know. So there's going to be less production quality because you don't need it, um, or it's less it's less what you can see visually um, as production quality. Cause sometimes people might look at like, Oh, you know, period pieces are the easiest because you know, all you're doing is just, you know, finding a house that was built in, in the, and I don't know, in the, in the, in the 1900s or something like that. And then you're just filming it there and you don't really have to do much. The right. setting's already done for you. But little do people know is most of the time they're not finding a house. They're building a whole set. They're, they're making sure that the clothing is the right clothing that they're wearing. They're making sure that any kind of device that's in that house is of that era. They're making sure that the the methodology that's being taken at that time is is reminiscent of that time. Like, you know, so like all the activities surrounding that have to be like that. So I think there are some episodes that do seem like, oh, that's just easy. They just probably filmed on a street in London or whatever, right? But it's not as simple as that because most of the stuff wouldn't be most things that you ever see on TV or movies or anything. They're not filmed. They're not uh, filmed in cities or in towns or in actual houses. Most of it's all filmed on a on a studio lot, right? Um, against <laughs> against green screen, against green screens and whatnot. Well, so it's just or even like with these you know elaborate sets that are built specifically for those scenarios. So I think that some of the scenarios do kind of seem. They seem ordinary, and that, to be honest, is actually more credit to the people who made it because they were able to actually make it seem like we were being like it was being filmed. It was ordinary, yeah. Yeah, Um, but in terms of like one uh, episode to the next, because the scenarios are so varied, Mm -hmm. and even though they're all dealing with like technology stuff, the well, it's all very philosophical, right? But most of it's philosophical based on technology, Mm -hmm. Um, so. They have this, there's this idea that some episodes are heavy, heavy, technological looking, futuristic looking. Right. And then other ones are pretty much, how would this technology work in day-to-day life as we see it? So then there just doesn't seem like there's as much thing in there. And then maybe they just do a couple more, or they do a couple, like, visual effects that, that kind of lend to get, give you that idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing, we're doing sci-fi. Um, but other than that, everything is just like a house. But, it, well, it sounds like for that show... Like not every episode is going to meet your criteria for what you like because it is so varied. Right. It uh, it's one of those series that definitely. Um, one of the things I think that kind of came together uh, as I watched more and more of it is that a lot of those episodes actually they actually call back to other episodes. So oh, there are I didn't there, know that there are certain. Um, I want to say it was like the second or third season that actually did it to where. Um, all the scenarios ended up kind of connecting to this one big scenario, um, but they were still self. In- they were in. They were definitely enclosed stories that didn't need all of that. But it was just nice to be like, aha, they all exist in the same world. Or sometimes the episodes will just take a nod. Is there any towers in that one? No. Okay. Um. They wow. <laughs> they all. They all. Uh, in one of the seasons, there was like little nods to every other episode. Like there was kind of little things in there, like oh, you saw uh, uh, there was a doll sitting here, or, or uh, uh, I don't know, the technology they used in this one was used casually in this one, 
Um, whereas the last episode that used that technology, <laughs> they actually fully explored the so whole thing. So there's like an episode about cell phones and then all of a sudden the next episode, someone was using a cell phone and they're like, oh my gosh. Well, they would uh, think about it like this. It would be an episode exploring how cell phones are like controlling people's lives. And then okay. in the next episode, it would be those cell phones controlling the people's lives. But that's a background thing because there's something else going on that has to do with, I don't know, in this. I uh, like social media or something like that, but it, but, but but it's never like uh, it's never. Um, it's not essential to the story. It's a, they're like I said, they're more or less callbacks. They're definitely like for the viewers. It's just yeah, it's just a hint. Like except so, for that one season where it seems like they culminate everything, but they do it in a way where you still didn't have to watch the other things to know. But it's nice to have seen the other things right. and then go, oh my gosh, that's cool that they all work together, kind of thing. Hmm. So, well, I mean, in the, I think it's like the third Uncharted game, if you look, there's like a newspaper article and it's talking about some outbreak uh, across the, somewhere else in the globe. Last of Us? Yeah, yeah. That's and, uh, but is it kind of like that where it's just kind of a nod? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like I said, in sec- except for that one season where they culminate. I don't want to give anything away, so I'm just kind of. No, that's cool. Uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, I have, we're talking about sci-fi and anthologies right now. And uh, apparently I don't like sci-fi anthologies because I've never seen any of these shows. So I put Black Mirror on here. Uh, you've been talking about Twilight Zone, which I, I guess I'm I'm pretty interested in it. Uh, I think Jordan Peele's his, very... His, his definitely... Um, it's like a... It's definitely a Twilight Tone. Twilight Tone? <laughs> Twilight Tone? Yes. Who... That's a... I want to say that's a record producer. Anyways, um... Uh, his Twilight Zone is definitely like for 2019 for sure. Yeah. Um, the social commentary. Um, and also, like, I don't know. It speaks to people. He's era. a good creative mind. Well, I mean, I don't think he. Obviously, he didn't. I don't think he wrote all those. I think he is. He did it all. Executive producer. I'm, we one would hope. <laughs> one would hope. The man's a genius. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Um, uh, but he he is hosting them all. I mean, he created. I'm. Well, I mean, I really don't know. I'm sure he created the original concept and said, hey, these are the type of themes we're going to go for. And uh, I don't know. I don't know the extent of what he's doing. Neither do I. But, but, but he definitely I, has. I do like it. Yes. I would imagine he has, has his hand in it quite a bit if he's oh, going to sure. be the host and everything. For sure. Um, and then I also listed uh, Love, Love, Death, and Robots, which another one I'm interested in, but apparently I don't like sci-fi anthologies enough. To, to actually watch in. them yeah. um that one's really good i actually was really it was really unexpected how good it was and it was to a point where like i had actually i think i heard about it and then didn't watch it and then i heard about it again and i was like i'm not gonna watch it i don't really care i got other things to watch right and then a friend i was over at their house we have an anime night every sunday mm. and um they pulled it up uh pulled up um uh, the first episode, or well, at least the first episode and the first run of that anthology, because they Netflix switched around the order of the episodes um, over time for some reason um, via their algorithm. Um, so there, this one episode we had watched, I watched it at his house, and after that, I was like, bro, once we finish anime here, I'm going home and I'm going to marathon the rest of this. And I did. Um, they're like... Uh, they're like 10 to, 10 to 15 minute episodes, and there's like 18 of them or something like that, right? And they're just also good they're different art styles they're different stories they're different types of stories is it so is it is it an actual anime plus cg plus live action there is anime there is cg 
there is anime CG. There, yeah. Okay. There's real people. Like any of them mixed together, like Roger Rabbit. I don't think so. Okay. No, there's like actually like just real life, just acting and whatnot. Um, it was it's just really good. Okay, so my question is between Black Mirror, uh, Love, Death, and Robots, and Twilight Zone, which do you recommend the most? All of them. Ugh. Here's how the did thing. I know? Here's the how thing. did I not see that answer coming? Well, because I'm not, I'm not a fan of putting something above something else. Which one would you check out first? Which one did I check out first? I've no, which one would should I check out first? Love Death Robots. Okay. So you like that one the most? No. <laughs> Easily digestible. You're a simple person. so. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, 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 I was going to go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, actually, like, okay, so Black Mirror is for, first of all, it's a little more, it's mature. So there's that. So it, it. It already exists, like in in another spot. Like you, you can't recommend it to you, everybody. You think that one's more mature than than the Black Mirror? No, Black Black Mirror is is mature. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Um, Love Death Robots is also mature, but there are certain episodes of of, the, of that one that aren't as mature. Kid Black friendly. Mi- yeah, kind of. Mm, never mind. That's <laughs> so much. Those are both mature. Twilight Zone is not mature. Um. Though it does have certain scenarios you may not want kids to watch or whatever, so mm-hmm. there's a difference. Be- there's a dif- there's a difference there. So it's like so it's like Twilight Zone, like a fourteen up, and then the other two are like seventeen up type thing. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, we're talking Twilight Zone is closer to PG thirteen, and Black Mirror and 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 Twilight or and and the Love Death Robots are closer. Yeah, to, closer to R. Yeah, um, if you've watched the first episode of Black Mirror, you're just like, did you watch the one with the pig? Yeah. Yeah. That right there is traumatizing. That yeah, one hits weird. That one hits hard right out the gate, but it tells you what this thing is about. It's about No, I'm telling you. I guess. But 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 once you hit there and you know that they're not afraid they're not pulling punches on anything. Yeah. After that you oh, go okay. in, you go into I, it knowing that they they're out here and they they're doing their thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um the, the yeah, so Black Mirror kind of exists for the person who kind of wanted a Twilight Zone for the modern era before Twilight Zone the new the new iteration came out but also black mirror is heavily themed it's very much all about technology it's very much all about how that affects humanity right. and what it would do in certain scenarios and actually it start it does this thing now where it goes into like all these uh minute parts of society so the the there's an episode about social media again it's not specifically saying social media but it's an episode about social media there's an episode about ptsd there's an episode about um and like how using technology to to help with that right or even to ignore it um and then there's an uh there's an episode about kind of uh, i want to say it's about like the 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 social execution of of what we consider to be bad people it, it's a really good episode there um and then the first episode that you watched really was about um, social media's effect on, um, on like the manipulation of politics. Like literally, it was just like, boom, we're out here. This is what we're gonna do. And I think a lot of those things they have. If you're watching it purely for entertainment, you'll be entertained. But if you're watching it for pure, or for 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 like the, for the virtues and for the for the the twists and the and all the, the the little things that they that they come with, it's one of those series that definitely like it's they they have it peppered through each of the episodes. There's always messages. There's always virtues. There's always like uh 
like a sub background plot that requires a little bit of understanding to to kind of figure uh to yeah to understand it and to to actually apply it or to to um to sit in it i guess yeah um love death robots definitely so contained because everything is different it's like all these different directors coming together and writers coming together and they're all just writing all these different scenarios it's like hey everybody let's get together and have fun yes we're talking about we're talking about love we're talking about death and we're talking about robots (laughs) and they were like okay cool let's do it wow my little uh copy paste robot story uh it would have fit oh um, but yeah, so that one that one's really good for that. Um, also, uh, Sunny's Edge has a really good 3D graphics, which is really good. It's one of the first the first episode I watched on uh, that. Okay. Um, and then just some of the scenarios are really good. They actually, if you if you look look at it, you can look at it this way. You can actually look at the Love Death uh, Robot anthology as something that might breed other series. Like all those episodes, kind of not all of them. There's a, there, uh, there's a couple of them that lend towards like, oh, this is a really good scenario for a series or for an actual movie or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. But Black Mirror is definitely contained episodes, done. Contained episode, done. Maybe a connection here. You think there'll be a season two of Love, Death, the Robots? Um, I think so. Um, oh gosh, I'm so going to write my script for... The reason why I think there will be a, a season two of that um, or collection two of that is because it seems like maybe it's giving... Um, kind of the way Netflix in general has given like all this freedom this platform. Yeah. There's yeah. platform for all these independent artists and, and a freedom to actually release their thing and I love it and, so and, much. and still be paid. And I think Netflix at this point has realized that there is more profitability in unique and creativity and, and niche yeah. like artwork oh, that too, yeah. being put out there than there is to go, well, the ratings say blah, 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 blah. And we have to do the thing. So, I mean, mind you, I know that they still adhere to those things, but they're definitely opening up a platform that allows for more more of these things that would have otherwise never gotten out to the community as a whole. This has always been my thing uh, about niche products or whatever and, and putting it on a, on a platform. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, this went with Xenoblade and uh, the other games, like uh, Last Story and whatnot for the, for the Wii. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo wasn't going to bring them over uh, because they were too niche. And and every time I thought of that, all I can think is, yeah, but your people like this title, and they they they're going to buy a console maybe for it. They'll play it on that, and then they get they're going to beat it. What do they play next on this console? Like you're right. still bringing people aboard. You know, making them fans of your product, right? And that's what but Netflix it, is doing. I mean, right? But if you look at it from um, Nintendo's point of, point of view, they have to sell copies, they have to sell units. Netflix sells subscriptions. Yeah. So no matter what, for Netflix, them appealing to a niche is easier because I don't know. It's, it's all about those niches. In. Those niches are part of their crowd as a whole. Netflix has millions and millions and millions of subscribers. Mm. If anything, these episodes come or these things, series come out or whatever, they apply to a lot of people within their, so their subsphere. You, so you think they're just they're already making their their people happy? Yes. Okay. It's pretty much like okay, yeah, we already put the uh, uh, what's a big uh, we already put the Stranger Things out there for the mm-hmm. popular culture. Right. We already put the House of Cards out there for the popular culture. Ugh. We already very good series. Um, we already put. Uh, I don't know. 
whatever other Netflix original animes they're putting out there. Right. Um, we've already put Castlevania. all right. They've already put they put all the things out there to make the masses quote unquote happy. Mm. And now it's like, how do we bring in even more people? How do we drum up conversation? Yeah, same. How do we, that's yeah. basically what I'm talking about? Even yeah. with Nintendo, like you're you're still pulling people in to become a fan. Yeah, it, it is the same thing because you know. But, like, well, you the have reason why I say that that it's not the same thing is because Netflix is they I think they they operate on different principles. Whereas for Mar or for for Mario for Nintendo they have if this isn't selling as much as this they're losing on this. But as if something isn't being watched as much as on their platform as another thing, it doesn't matter because everything else is still being watched. But as a fan, when Netflix comes out with this stuff that maybe not everyone likes but i like mm-hmm. it makes me appreciate netflix more it builds loyalty and just like nintendo when they bring out this stuff it builds that loyalty thank you for nintendo for bringing this stuff that i want to me right but for I nintendo you have to spend another 60 dollars to get that thing yeah and if you're not willing to do that then they've lost out their netflix has guaranteed right. your 15 dollars a month or whatever you this, this is true yeah it allows them to make uh larger risks right okay I, okay I, I can see i can see what you, I, I definitely know what you're talking about and now i and see where you're ta- coming from sweet <laughs> there we go um i thought that was going to end in agree to disagree but no i like that it. was perfect um so okay and then we, uh so that's what love death robots yeah. does and then twilight zone is definitely like those people who kind of like twists but at the same time, they like a little bit of sci-fi. But at the same time, they like a little bit of slice of life. And at the same time, they like uh, they like the thriller. They like to be surprised. Like all these things. And that's what Twilight Zone gives to you. Mm-hmm. But it gives it to you in such these night, nice, neat packages. And the, the narrator adds that nice little, like I said, it's that punctuation on the end of an episode. It's that... It's that intro to another episode. One of the things I noticed about this uh, this new Twilight Zone is that, and I don't, I'm not really actually sure. I, like I said, I need really need to go back and watch the old Twilight Zone. I don't know if sure sure if they actually did it to where like the narrator would be in between the episodes, but the new ones are doing that. Like he just like walks into the scene as if everybody knows he should be there, right? But except they're not like they don't acknowledge him, or he's just like standing off to the side, just kind of leaning against the wall. And it's like. And so we try to explore the space between light and dark in the <laughs> yeah. twilight zone. And I then it goes totally, off into the episode, yeah, right? Yeah, I totally remember this in the in the past episodes too. I'll tell you what, if if any of the guys are making or or gals that are making uh these three shows, like they should definitely throw some uh, advertisement money your way because I infinitely want to watch these shows more because of your description, honestly. Sweet. So with that, let's take a break and hear from our new, new sponsors. sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like that. I like that. Welcome. 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 Back. Wow. Back. back. <laughs> We're back. We're very experimental here. Very. I'm I'm definitely the experimental person. So uh so we definitely talked about sci fi anthologies way more than I thought. Um because I just got you interested in it. Yeah, I really am. But uh so we're gonna move on to horror. 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 
Yeah, Anthologies. Have, you'll never have to say that word again. <laughs> and uh, the first one that came to my mind was uh, American Horror Story. Have you seen this show? No, I have not, but I want to watch it because my cousin worked on it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What did... What did a uh, girl, right? Mm-hmm. What did she do? Costume design. It's good costume design. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, well, okay. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about the show if you're not aware of it. Um, Thank you, sir. One of the interesting <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is an anthology by season, which is different from the sci-fi shows we we're talking about, which is an anthology series by episode. And personally, I think i like i don't know i think i like the idea it's an anthology series by episode yeah no 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 no. like black mirror and all that okay and this one's by season oh yeah don't they have an overarching connecting season thing like so like the seasons are they're different yes but they all exist in the same universe kind of thing uh i would say that or is that or is that just the recent seasons? from the seasons I've watched that is not established as a thing. Okay. Let's put it that way. Okay, cool. Um, I, don't, I don't know much about the series. I I thought I heard I read something about that. But okay. Oh, actually, you know what? I suppose there was one overlapping character, but I don't know. I still feel it like it's an anthology. You uh, think, of, think of that overlapping characters is just like one that's, tiny That's the Jordan thing. that's the Jordan Peele mm. hosting the show. Okay. Uh, so something interesting about this show, though, is that so it has a cast of characters for one season, and you go into the next season, and it has the same cast of characters except for they're all cast in completely different roles. Okay. One more again. Okay. So it's like okay. So Will, you're in season one. I'm in season one. Okay. And in the first season, uh, you are a barber, and I'm a dentist. Okay. And then in the next season, uh, you're a blacksmith and I'm a kite flyer. Why do I have to be a blacksmith, huh? <laughs> <laughs> also, good it's because you have a good, beard. Good luck on your kite flying. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that was kind of a weird reference yes. to it. But uh, did, did that make sense, though? It, okay, so is that an actual reference to the series? No, not at all. Oh, okay. But, I was but like, you're, I, let me find out you're dropping clues on the series. But they're completely different characters. Okay. And it's But played by the same people. But played by the same people. Okay. Uh and, and you know what one season they uh you might play that actor might play a bad guy, the next season they play a, a good guy, yada 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 like that. So how many seasons did they go re- recycling these people? Um before uh, they switched it up. I and think they added Lady Gaga. <laughs> she came in late season five. Holy crap! There's five seasons. I think there's eight seasons actually. Oh, oh what? I'm actually. Uh, we so the first season was. I can't remember what the heck the the subject was, but it is essentially a, a haunted house story. And then the next one was it was called Asylum. It was a haunted asylum. And the third one was about witches. The fourth one was like freak show. And then the fifth one was about vampires in a, in a hotel during modern modern era. And it's, it's kind of weird because the second season, I, I say it's a haunting, but it's more, it's like, it's, they kind of do genre, genre blending. Uh, the second season, it, it kind of starts off as a horror story and then it's all like demonic and then there's aliens in it and you're like, this is kind of crazy, but I loved it. Am I selling you on this? 
I don't know. <laughs> I I think at this point I'm just trying to figure out what the what's the common theme other than scare you. It's just horror. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that the common theme is the scare you. Um is it is it actually scary or is it just creepy? So I thought okay, so the weird thing about the show is that it starts off feeling very scary the the seasons they feel very scary and as they start to expand on the story it feels it feels way less scary and it feels more entertaining if that makes any sense okay so pretty much if you linger too long on the horror aspect then eventually it starts to become you become like immune to that part and no. then it becomes more about the stories well, that are established by it i'll tell you what these shows definitely desensitize you but it's more so the fact that um it's almost like they become more logical later on not logical <laughs> as you establish all of the rules and the seasons prior then it becomes more normal that it, things like this would happen and i then think you're it's like okay now i just want to know the story behind i it. think it's because the mystery is scary but once the mystery is starts to be explained it becomes less scary right. and then it, at that point it's a little bit more of a, a thriller so at this point my summary of the story and i can give you all of the plot twists now um is that all these areas that the story takes place in actually exists on top of rifts in the in the space-time continuum which allows for you know oddities to seep through say for instance the aliens and the vampires and whatnot because in certain other realities they actually exist in there and when they're like i said when they exist on these rifts and so things start to seep through so the influence of the other dimensions of the other realities actually influence on this reality causing people to turn into vampires over time and maybe to like integrate it further with their with their dna to to cause these things to happen and maybe even influence people's emotions and things like that based on the feelings of the people on the other side they have not established this in the least bit unless you read some article and no, season eight does this i don't know i was just fine <laughs> uh i've actually heard after season five it starts going downhill i haven't really watched it we kind of stopped watching season five was really weird it, it basically the first couple episodes just seemed like uh vampire orgy Ooh, I'm like down. like legit i mean you know they had their scene where like there's like five of them laying on a bed and they strategically place arms so that of um, course. they can actually show it on FX. cable tv yeah fx but i'm i'm interested not because of the vampire orgy but um it sounds it sounds interesting it, it's mostly so I would say you should definitely watch the first two seasons. Uh, and then after that, it's kind of like, if you, if you like the other ones, then you might like the following seasons, but they don't, they don't seem, they didn't seem to hit would it, the same. Would it be better to watch this or to watch lost? Oh, lost. So I'll watch this. Okay, cool. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you should definitely watch the first two seasons of lost. Just kidding. Sure. And nothing else. Although you struggle with horror stories or her horror. Why do I struggle with horror stories? <laughs> no, you said it funny. Mm, I did. <laughs> How do I struggle with horror stories? <laughs> you said you don't watch those. Did I? Yeah. When? I don't. First season. I don't. That's too far ago. <laughs> um. And then uh, there was. You remember Tales from the Crypt? I didn't watch that. You remember the Crypt Keeper, though, what it looks like? Yeah. And he goes, ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. we really just... just yeah. uh, honestly, I, I, I don't remember anything about the, the show. Uh, I remember... I actually remember the movies. They made two anthology movies 
which I don't even know if you call mythology movies. I think they're just straight well, up movies. Because there are multiple scenarios in the movie. Yeah. No, they're actually stand. I I forgot they're actually standalone movies. There's a there's this Demon Knight one, where uh, essentially uh, there's demons chasing after descendants of Jesus, but it's not really descendants of Jesus. It's mostly his his actual blood. Like if you drink his blood, you become kind of the savior Sephiroth. or whatever. Oh yeah, it becomes Sephiroth, except for a good version of Sephiroth. And they're trying to keep this blood away from uh, from the demons, because if they if the demons get this blood, then then they can turn into Satan. No, no, it just means that they win essentially. So the whole story is about Pop, capture the fly with blood. Yep, against demons. Okay, okay, that was fun. I'm not gonna watch that. I had Billy Zane. Still not gonna. He watch was the it. demon. Oh, never mind. It was good. It was a fun movie. The next one was Bordello of Blood. It had, uh, oh, I can't remember his name, Dennis Leary in it. Okay. And it was more of a kind of like a comedy deal. You don't have to yeah. watch that one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to watch anything Tales from the Crypt. Um, I'm not watching American Horror Story, but just because. Uh, you should watch the first two seasons. I want to see my cousin's work. Um, and then I'll ask her what she did in it. So then I can be like, oh, that's pretty awesome. I don't want to ask ahead of time, you know what I mean? Because then you kind of ruin it. Then you're like looking for it. You're watching. It's right. always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh my gosh, that's such a good show. So, but it's not an anthology, so we're not, not going to talk about no, it. No, no, no. So, in I always think of it whenever I think of American Horror Story in the first season because uh, you know the the green man suit. Mm-hmm. But the like, one that he always like, just he always just has to like whip it out of the yeah. like, there's a time. Oh, I got the got the suit now. <laughs> but in season one of uh, American Horror Story, there's some of the somebody with a a green man suit, except for it's black leather. So it's. So he's Black a gimp. Leather suit. He's the gimp. Yeah, but it's completely covering his head and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds fun. I mean, well, you said the costume design, so. Yeah, that's she, might she didn't work in the first. One. She didn't work in first. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, how, what's about this other series you got on here? <laughs> cat, cat eyes. Cat's eye. Cat's eye. Did you actually watch this one, or is this just something you found? This was no. I watched this when I was a kid, and it was a. Uh, of course, I'm, you watched the horror series when you were a kid. And I can't remember. I can't remember if this was Stephen King or not. But it was. It was three anthology little s- stories, except for the. I only remember the last one, which was the cat. The cat's eye one, and uh, like <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It was talking about um, how like the parents were worried that the cat was killing kids, and like s- like they sucked the air out of the kid when they sleep and like and of there course was, they did yeah there was like a myth about this and uh but then it turns out it's this like little tiny goblin guy and he was trying to suck out the air of the kids but it was actually the cat that saved him boom the end it was amazing Wait a when i was like when i was like 10 you could have just said like some hints as to oh, gosh, yeah, was, you just freaking ruined it. i'm sure it's so terrible Spoiler alert <laughs> So, okay, I, I could just be terrible at describing this, these series, but uh, do you, do you kind of feel like sci-fi works better for anthologies or, or horror? Um, you know what? I think an anthology series works with anything that has questions to ask. I think that in a horror story, there's less questions to ask. Cause yeah. So you're always just kind of trying to one-up the last horror. The last scare. Yeah. And yeah. where, whereas in these sci-fi ones, it's always just questions about the future that we actually have no real answers to. And 
so asking the questions and proposing a scenario in which that question would be um would be acted upon or whatever it it tends to lead i think better to an anthology built in that that makes sense on that premise um so just i I couldn't really find anything other other genres that really um had a lot of anthologies uh i did find that uh under drama they had fargo but unfortunately fargo's good i've unfortunately never seen that one i watched most of the first season and i don't remember where i watched it at so but how is that one in an anthology because the fargo movie exists and then they made uh, i think it was a coen coen brothers yeah yeah so Um, does fargo movie and fargo tv show take place in the same world universe it's the fargo verse um okay gosh um so pretty much every season takes place with a scenario that always has callbacks to the original movie and the town or or the town or uh, a thing that happened like uh in fargo season one they talk about um uh there's like a stash of money that's stashed in the snow or something like that that's referenced in season one and i think it's part of a bigger plot but other than that like it's all different scenarios different time frames and everything um i'm looking at part of let's see, i'm looking at part of here we're looking so the first season takes place in 2006 third second season takes place in 1979 third season takes place in 2010 and then the, this next season it's just going to be going completely off the rails and chris rock is going to play the head of a crime syndicate made up of black migrants fleeing the jim crow south what the you heck? said Chris Rock? Chris Rock. <laughs> okay, that's kind of interesting. I, hey, do you think I'm there for it? I actually been really mean to go back and watch all of the all of the um, or the Fargo, the Fargo. Because yeah. I, I, I really liked it. I just I don't remember. I think maybe it was because I was in the middle of a move, and then I just didn't never got back to it, and then yeah, I forgot about it. But it's it's definitely one of those series that I actually found good funny. I really like black comedy, and that's what Fargo did really well. Um, Black comedy is like a, like kind of a dark humor kind of thing. Mm, okay. Always Sunny in Philadelphia right, is right, black right, right. comedy. Um, but Fargo has this like weird uh, self-aware black comedy that kind of right. like you, they know what they're doing. The accents are kind of over the top, but at the same time, like they're still very accurate to, to, you know, to, to the Midwest kind of like they've got, it's like they've got all their ducks in a row. You know, none, of my, push, rel- none of my relatives this. sound like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Uh, they've got all their ducks in a row, and they push a couple sliders a little higher. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they're like, okay, so accurate, 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 ac- okay, you know what? We could do a little bit more of that, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, my, my brother, lo- like, he loved that movie, so I would imagine he loves the yeah. TV show. I was, I just remembered, uh, was it True Crime, was it called True Crime Story, or? Oh, uh, True Detective. Oh, True Detective, yeah. And but, the, true, the True Crime Story is, is another one, too. Oh, okay. Um, or American Crime Story. Uh, okay. But so is that the same way where it's it's uh, the season is one story mm-hmm. and then oh, okay yeah. so I wonder if it, it I wonder if it just works out better where sci-fi can do single episode anthologies but right. then it works out better for all these other genres that have like a full season yeah well if you think about if you think about the way that like the the dramas would do it it always seems to be like I said the sci-fi works at answering questions the questions mm. themselves are they're they're open-ended or making you wonder about questions really right and then for the drama it's more or less you kind of know where you're going into you can get a feel a vibe for it 
And then the season allows you to play out a whole story and then be done. Um, as opposed to what most TV dramas or, or TV series are, they're usually you finish one season and that's just an arc and you continue on to, to a new arc with the same characters and everything in the next season. But in these anthology series, it's really just like we wanted to tell a story, but we knew it was going to take more than one episode. So we just told the whole season worth of that story. You got to know everybody. You got to love them. You got to hate them. And then we got to kill them off. Um, or, or, yeah. or, or, the, or we, or, or then we got to conclude their, their story and their existence in this world. So that's kind of going back to what I was talking about though. One of the, one of the disadvantages is that, you know, you don't have enough time to spend with these characters and, and it kind of seems like Hollywood has decided, yeah, like it is hard to make a one episode drama, one episode, um, Hollywood decided in general is hard to make new movies. Yes. And yeah, that, that's true too like new new ips are scary we don't want to do more than one we 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 only want to do a thing that's already established it's easier it, because we know the crowd's already there and so is it because of money or is it because it just works better to do a drama that's a full season where you have time to build up these characters i'm sure it has to do with money but it also i think it also has to do with how difficult it is to write those things and, and do it consistently um it helps that i feel like when there's less stakes in it, like a like a like a comedy that mm-hmm. that Fargo is, it's kind of a comedy slash drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, that the stakes are a lot lower. So when you're writing the story, you're not thinking so much about um, uh, the emotional payoff of all these things, and right. you're you're thinking more about it's entertaining, right? Cool, done. Whereas, say for instance, you wanted to write a like just a pure drama. Uh, say for instance true detective true detective has been always like it's been a hit miss kind of thing because those scenarios are did you very, see that one too uh, part of them man i'm uh, behind on a lot of these they uh it's because they they, they, they tell these really gritty stories right mm-hmm. and then like if you're not if you don't get invested enough in the characters then you always you you tend to lose out so there's a lot more higher stakes to building something like that but nice not uh, lucky for them they got on a network like hpo so they actually have like the means to do all the things they want to do hire the people the actors the actresses that can actually portray these roles to the fullest extent pay them because of course you know that these higher end actors and actresses they actually require more money just to get into the series you know so that's another thing too you can't keep um chris rock you can't keep chris rock around for a whole tv series <laughs> you know what i mean like a, a seven run of a tz this guy is expensive he's established that this is his price going in you know so tv series if you can write writing this anthology well, and bringing somebody in high caliber to get the job done i wonder and how leave, i wonder like how it's expensive a thing. i wonder how expensive he is because i haven't really seen him in anything in a while and that kind of seems to be a thing he, where he had a couple specials i think come out well, that kind of seems to be a thing where like the the actors get a little bit older and uh, and then they end up in a high profile series. Well, also nowadays we say just getting older in general, but it's mainly nowadays. It's because I think there's I think I know there's more money in TV now. Yeah, Movie, that's true. Movies make that's true. money, but movies are so much of a gamble to make money, and now you have such an easy way to reach audiences with TV. And you have a way to bring them back to your platform yeah. by introducing high-end people. So the and the quality that you can put out on TV is vastly superior than it used to be. Yeah, so. 
Like the Flash would never be able to happen back in the day. That's the graphics that are associated with a lot of Oh, but it was on it was on TV. That was garbage. <laughs> I don't I don't remember it. The nineties one? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, with the big old I didn't watch it. Yeah, um, yeah. I've watched I watched I've it. I watched it, but I'd never I didn't watch it then. I remember I remember at the time I was entertained, but I was of also a kid, were. so but I think about things like that. There's a lot of things that wouldn't be able to happen back in the day just because of the, the budget constraints. Right. Also, when they did try to add those things into older shows, you could just like, whoa, that looks garbage. You know, a lot of things. I mean, CG in general, it's just never really holds up over time because we've just getting, gotten so much better at it. Spoiled. Yeah. We're spoiled definitely. now. That's why a lot of these old 2D games, they hold up because it's something that it's 2D. It's always going to be 2D. You don't get better 2D. It's just 2D. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't... I mean... <laughs> Well, then you have um, VanillaWare that are making these beautiful pixel pixel graphics or whatever, or uh, pixelated sprites or whatever. So, I mean, it has improved, but... But some of that stuff of course, doesn't hold well against like the other ones, like yeah. a Chrono Trigger, because some of them just aren't consistent enough. Ooh, they can man, do- it looks so good. They can do they can do one thing, but they can't do the other thing. And again, I th- I just think there was just a lot more effort put into these things back in the day. And nowadays, it's like, oh, we have technology. We used AI to build this. We used AI to do this. No, oh, you, this fills in that. that you're the one that showed me the I can't remember what game it was, but they they remade uh, the look of Chrono Trigger. What what ooh, what game developer was that? Oh 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 oh! We're talking about the guys who did uh, Alboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the 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 the, the little fake uh, like the Chrono Break. Yeah. Tr- uh, oh, the Chrono Break one. Okay. Yeah, and and the, if anything, they just made the sprites a little bit taller and and a little bit wider, so they could add more detail to it. But it was definitely reminiscent of their style. Right. So it wasn't necessarily an improvement on the old style. It was just like, here's how our style would look on this game. And this is this game's palette and everything, but that has nothing to do with anthologies. Not at all. Um, uh, so well, okay. So, <laughs> m- so my last questions were: um, so drama, uh, romance stories, comedy, action adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think any of those could be one? You think that you can create a one episode anthology for those those genres, or do you think that they work better with a season long anthology? Um, I can see kind of romantic, but as a subgenre, um, it would just be like as a single episode thing. Like, um, oh, how can we make someone else fall in love? Ooh, we can make them fall in love this way. We make them fall in love this way. Yeah, but I wouldn't see. I couldn't see a whole anthology being about just straight romance. Yeah, if, it, I would think be, it would be get boring. But but you could have a whole. You, you could do subgenre as anthology. There's there's like because there's episodes of certain shows that are there, or even a little Black Mirror that are about romance and. And so 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 love stories would not romance would not work you don't think I don't think so because it's kind of a tried and true formula well, What if it was one every season was a new romance story I don't think so I can I can I can see other people being like oh I just love to see love and I just want to see people be in love and I want to see relationships and things like that and I think it appeals to them but those kind of series don't really appeal to me even though I did watch uh, How How I Met Your Mother, um, and that's definitely like a full-on romance, but no, it's a comedy. Yeah. So that's how I got through that one. Okay. So a romantic comedy. So you you, you think they had have to the blend the genres? Yeah. Oh, I know. I th- I definitely think it would have to be. It would have to have romance as a subgenre to something mm-hmm. else. Hmm. I couldn't see them just doing a new love story I, every. I definitely I 
definitely think it would be too hard to make a series um, of high quality single episode, though, for sure. Oh, no, they wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, yeah. I said they wouldn't. Somebody could be a cool, the greatest romance writer of all yeah. time and put this all together and be like, I told but you But I so. don't think they'd want to. I think they'd want to have that full season to develop how showing these feelings and all that stuff. Right. So, um, comedy. I, I, I guess uh, action adventure, you know, technically, technically you could, but this is what I was talking about. Like if you have one episode and this action stuff happens uh-huh. and there's no weight to what's going to happen to these characters, then right. what's the point of caring about it? It's probably has to do with the same thing with, um, then you might as well just release a, a, a series of, uh, let me show you. This is a showcase of uh, fighting scenes I've developed. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. pretty much all of it. That's all it would be. But I guess you could say adventures could be like a uh, like mini scenarios and TV shows. There's well, a lot. It's of almost like reality TV show, like Northwest yeah. Adventures, and stuff well, I mean, like that. think about old TV shows like cartoons and stuff like that, where um, the only episodes that really mattered for the story were like the beginning and the end of the season, mm-hmm. and everything else technically was. Uh, it could have been almost uh, almost an anthology in between of just the mini of adventures, the monster, the monster of the day kind of thing, or the or the or the um, Saturday morning uh, PSA <laughs> of the week kind of thing. Yeah. Like so, it's like oh, okay, today we're going to talk about drugs. So kids <laughs> don't do drugs, and you know they meet some kid on the street and he's doing drugs and he's all strung out or whatever, and then and like the whole thing is the street shark telling you not to do it. Yeah, I'm just going to go all over the place with this one. <laughs> anyway. I, I'm actually really surprised how much we got out of, Like, I didn't think anthologies we'd get that much out of it, but there's quite a bit. But on that note, let's take a quick break and then figure out how to wrap this up. Or we could take a long break, but you'll never know. <laughs> oh, hi. We're back from our break, and uh, we have more stuff to talk about. My name is Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Why are you so bored? You need to be so excited to talk about whatever we got planned next. Oh my gosh, we're going to talk about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, uh so we're going to we're going to end this with uh do games count? Yes. Is they that make, it? They make a lot of money. Is that all we're going to say? Oh, for sure. Um, so I see you next time. <laughs> I pointed out. <laughs> wait, really? No, I'm just playing. Oh, okay, I'm gonna cut all that. <laughs> um, I thought of movies as more of in a bubble and have a standard for run times, but games really don't. And so I was trying to decide how much uh, games counted as anthologies, but I suppose after all I mean, we talked technically about, Final Fantasy is an anthology. Yeah, it's anthologies. Um. You know, some of the examples, there's the Zelda games, which technically which, are not now because of... Because of a connected timeline now? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though I suppose, I suppose in a way they can still be considered anthologies because we kind of established that you don't necessarily... Like Fargo just if, takes if, place in different times. They're not, they don't exactly exist in the same universe. It's just kind of like a... A theme? A theme. Uh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, I, I said the 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 Tales games also the, the Xenoblade games. Yeah, uh, but they're all RPGs. Well, the Tales games, yes. The Xenoblade games, they don't exist in the same universe. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, I definitely know that Xenoblade and Xenoblade Chronicle 
Xenoblade Chronicles X do not exist in the same universe. Okay. Didn't know that. That's cool. I really don't know about So they're, they're part of the new Xeno series? Yeah. I do know that Cosmos is in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Right. Yeah. As I one mean, of, as one of the the swords. It's it's more of a fan service thing than it's not actually Cosmos. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just Cosmos. it's just fan service. It's Cosmos. 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 They even say it in the game, man. Cos- Cosmos. Thank you. Cosmos. Hey, can you say Dormama? Dormama. Dormama. Yep, that's what it was. <laughs> Dorman. What? What is it? Dormamu. Dormamu. Oh, that's one time. I'm going to actually take that and re-edit it into the episode where you couldn't <laughs> say that. And then, then we'll, when people will, it'll just stop and it'll go, Dormammu. And then. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I kind of like that, actually. I'm not going to do that. That's the effort I have to put into it. I'm not going to. Come on, man. I'm come lazy. Come on, man. No. No. I really can't think of any more anthology series for video games. Um, so you said the Tales games. Yeah, Xenoblade, uh, uh, the Zelda games. I mean, Mario, I mean, it's, Mario it's really is not. Technically, I mean, technically it, it, Mario would be considered an anthology. No, man. Same characters, but just different scenarios everywhere. No, it's but just... It, it's there's just, no continuing storyline. Like, no, it says Mario's really bad at, at keeping track of Peach. Why does he have to keep track of Peach, and huh? Bowser's very persistent. That misogynistic Mario... Actually, I'm pretty sure we established last season that. Uh, Peach, oh, that Mario Peach, has a complex. Yeah, well, that Peach really wants to be with Bowser, and then Mario's just getting in the way of that. So it's actually Peach running off with Bowser, mm. and then she gets caught. Oh, but is it really being caught if you've already told him that we we're done? <laughs> it's just like, oh darn. So that means that Mario's the persistent one. Yeah. Okay. And Bowser's just, Bowser's just like, hey, I'm just trying to be here for my girl. You know what I'm saying? She said she <laughs> wanted me here, so I'm here. I'm just doing the thing. And then Mario always be coming up in my castle talking about, <laughs> oh, what a, what a princess said. And, and I'm just stomping like, on the castle, too. What a jerk. Right. And just like breaking bridges and, and killing all my friends and whatnot. I know some of them come back to life and everything, but still. Yeah. Like, yeah. And his kids. And his Man, kids, he be whooping he threw on his, his kids. kids into lava. Yeah, Mario's a jerk. So much so, I've never seen Bowser do anything to anyone, except for when he's just like steals everybody's stuff to when make he's spaceships and whatnot. No, he's just he's just trying to defend his castle. His castle? Yeah. Oh, so so you're you're supporting the oppressor? Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all. Um, <laughs> I guess there's not much more to talk about. Um, I mean, we we just kind of we're talking about you know if you're gonna write anything, a series of stories, movies, books, especially just leave everything on the table anyway. And so even if you are writing a series or just a single episode, you can just cut this last part out. Even if you're writing a whole series or a single episode, you can cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where I, I was going with this. So. I think I think what he's trying to say is instead of writing a TV series into an open-ended void so you can get another season, write what you wanted to write and tell the story you wanted to tell 
and then be done. Unless they want you to make another season and they're paying you. Yeah, I, I'm also in the camp that money isn't everything. And even if somebody was willing to pay me millions of dollars, I, w- I feel like if I if I was writing something like, you know, from my like heart, my own experience and whatnot, and then I've already written and it's done, like for me to go back and ruin my artwork just because somebody's paying me to do it, I don't think I'd do it. I think I'd be like, I've got other stories to tell if you want. Oh, I guess we're turning this into an anthology. What if I give you a million dollars? Yeah, a million dollars not enough. I'm pretty Two sure. Two million? People, nope. One billion. Do they got a billion dollars to give me to make a TV series? Yes. Again, this is just me. Yeah. They still have to pay for the series to be made. Right. That's a possibility. <laughs> My morals can be bought. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. Sell out. Hold on. Oh, I accepted a billion dollars. <laughs> To write another season of my show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's 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 that. That's that. I could be bought. <laughs> for the low, low price of a billion dollars. <laughs> well, with inflation, so mm. at some point that billion dollars is gonna be like nothing. So you can be bought for nothing. Eventually. Is that what you're gonna do? Like you're just eventually. Gonna... So eventually with inflation and about Mm, six thousand years your billion dollars is only going to be worth about ten thousand dollars in today's money then you'll be the big sellout mm. six thousand years from now everybody will remember that tv series where that one guy accepted a billion dollars to do <laughs> more of it freaking sellout <laughs> <laughs> and i remember when he said it on his podcast that that he couldn't be bought and that that his morals are are yeah I can't wait for our podcast to be like Bill and Ted and then like we save the future somehow. Have you ever seen these movies? Yeah. Have you seen John wait, Wick? Wait, have you seen them? I no. saw the first John Wick. I love that movie. Have you seen the second one? I have not. Have you seen the third one? I have not. Why? I don't know. I just, I just saw the third one last night. I want to see it. It's so good. Okay, it's- you just put a date on the podcast. That's right. How did I put a date on the podcast? You saw it last night. If I saw it last night, then that could have been that day, or it could have been another day, or a week from then. That's awesome that you saw it on DVD at home. Also, who uses DVDs? (laughs) Ooh, I think we're getting another hint as to how old David is. Uh, VHS. Was there something before VHS? Betamax. What really? I don't know. I think it's after. I, don't know. I thought Betamax was like, no, that's wasn't that cassette La- laser disc. I don't know, man. <laughs> yes, they had laser disc and then they had VHS. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's more affordable to produce. Lasers. Anyways, um, on that note, this episode is definitely coming to a close because it doesn't seem like we have really much else to talk about for this thing. One of the things I will say is that anthologies are great if they're done correctly and they're done with a motivation of art as the background as opposed to a financial backing as mm-hmm. the background. It has to have heart. Heart. Like, like the cards. planet heart. No, like the heart of the cards from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. You don't like... Do you, you I don't know. They're playing cards, right? And then, and then eventually, like when they're looking for a card, like they for sure need a card so they can sacrifice the card to make the other card. And then they're just like, "I believe in the heart of the cards." And then he draws the card, and it's the card he needs. And it's like, "Cause I believe in the heart of the cards." 
And then I think eventually it turned into some mystical magic or whatever. Like Maverick? I don't know who Maverick is. Don't look at me like that. Who's Maverick? It's a Mel Gibson movie. No, I've never seen it. Oh, dude, that movie's awesome. I believe the millennials would refer to Maverick as uh, Logan Paul. Sure. He's... Um, I showed it to my kids. They like that YouTube movie. Cine- cin- uh, that one, that movie stands the test of time. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, probably not as good as Transformers the movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, as I've heard, nothing is. Nothing is as good as Transformers the movie. Nineteen eighty-seven. That is. <laughs> um. So yeah, what are we gonna talk about in the next episode? Uh, I really don't remember. Oh. uh... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I remember. Yay. Uh, we're going to talk about, it's going to be called No Boundaries. And essentially, we're going to talk about open world games. What? Yeah. You want to talk about open world games? Yeah, I don't like when open world games. you gave me so much guff about it in the first season. I don't really like open world games as much, but I'll talk about it. Well, because Final Fantasy 2, like, it's basically, you can go anywhere on, in it from the get-go. Yeah, it's still kind For of railroad. It's still kind of railroad by the the difficulty of the encounters and the scenarios. But you know, well, yeah. we will definitely discuss that in the next podcast. Yeah. So, on that note, if you have any recommendations for anthologies, you can email us at nvgpodcast at gmail dot com. And if you'd like to talk to me on the interwebs and recommend some more stuff to me, you can find me. At F Y N R I R B A N E. And you can find David at N V G Dave. Okay. At Twitter.com. <laughs> he doesn't know how the <laughs> internet works. <laughs> 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 and on that note, we'll see you on the next one. No, that's not how I end these podcasts. I said until next time. Oh, poops. (laughs) 